0: Worldview Update, bringing you closer to international news. 21 minutes after six. Good morning, President Sarawama and Now with our delegation at the COP28 Climate Summit in Dubai, where 70,000 delegates are currently meeting. The main issue is whether countries can agree to phase out the use of fossil fuels, which have contributed to global warming. There was a broad agreement announced yesterday that richer countries, and I suppose the US and the European Union, will now create a fund. The fund will be used to pay for the damage caused in poorer countries, by climate change. Roland Hendricks, a political scientist and commentator at the University of Pretoria. Roland, good morning. Good morning, Stephen. The international politics of this is very interesting. So just to sketch the sort of context away from COP, we've got the difficult relationship between the US and China. We have the US supporting Ukraine against Russia. We have the conflict in the Middle East. We have huge other areas of geopolitical competition. So if that's the overall context, now we have COP28, Within all of that, can countries come together on climate change where everyone really has to work together?
1: Yeah, the ideal is for countries to come together. And and when the idea of such a meeting started, it was actually a very different world, as you indicate, and it was possible to lay the foundation and have basic agreements. Since then, the world has changed, but we've also seen that the politics of countries play directly into this process. Um, probably one of the best examples is Mr. Trump becoming president of the US and essentially saying that climate change is not an issue, it's not caused by what we do, it's the natural cycles, and he's not going to do anything that is going to endanger his fossil fuel industry, etc. And we've seen other leaders follow suit. And this is one of the problems. You, you have to have very, make very difficult commitments because it's going to cause sacrifice and, in some areas, hardship. On the other hand, you have to commit to the outside world. And some people will benefit, as the argument goes, from what you are doing. And that argument ignores how others are suffering because of what you are doing. And this is the difficult balance between literally national politics and the global context and the best interest in a global sense. Um, Of course, it's going to cost money, it's going to have huge disruptive effects if done incorrectly or if there's a rush into this. The problem is the timelines that scientists are indicating and that the UN is pushing indicates that this is going to require fairly drastic actions and decision making followed by doing what was promised and this is the weakness so many people huge meeting lots of talk very difficult to get to follow through there's some
0: issues which are just very difficult so for example the fund announced yesterday richer countries will pay in to help poorer countries some people will say china should pay into that fund because it's now sort of a rich country but China will probably say, we're not really a rich country. We developed later than Europe. Europe should pay more. Imagine this one, though. I mean, that, that might be simple compared to us. So people might look at us and say, we're an upper-middle-income country. Our sort of technical definition, I think. We're also a big polluter. Therefore, South Africa should contribute. I think most of us would probably feel, hold on a sec, but we're a poorer country. And actually, we're not in a position to contribute.
1: That's exactly the, the, the politics of this and also the emotions of this. Um, South Africa is per capita a big polluter, but as a country, it is not in the category of the rich. And in the global context, its contribution to pollution is quite small. Um, if you look at big polluters, you're looking at the US, you're looking at Western Europe, which has changed a lot, but still. And then you're definitely looking at China and India. India is not a rich country, but it's a huge polluter. And the argument goes that you benefited from these resources to develop your economy, you can't prevent us from doing the same thing. And this is one of the challenges that we follow the historical pattern of development. And with that comes a lot of the negative effects. If those models cannot be changed or cannot be reduced in terms of the negative impact, And fairly quickly, we are seeing more and more countries saying, well, if you don't do this, we're not doing that. If you are not going to change this, we're not going to make the sacrifice. And then with that comes the demand for reparations in the sense that the north are the big polluters historically. And the south is the the poorer countries in the world. In other cases, are those that are going to suffer the consequences. And that is not fair. That is where the idea of this fund comes from. But you are going to have a huge fund if you want to pay literally from what we are seeing at this stage. And that is going to become quite controversial.
0: Um, Roland, I um, I often describe myself as an optimist. Um, Is there a chance that with all of the other things going on in the world, if the world can sort of get it together and work together on climate change, that might create a bit more momentum to ease some other tensions?
1: It's possible. Um, It's one of the things that everyone understands is in their own best interest and that's normally the best driver for political decision making. And yes, there will be sacrifices and changes, but these are possible. you're not going to just flip a switch and then everything is different. It's possible to manage this. And this may lay the foundation to, again, build the trust, the confidence to deal with other issues. Uh, we must remember that when you have the conflicts and the wars that we see playing out now, those play a significant role in environmental issues. And it's really important to get a grip on these dimensions also. And a a negotiation in a relatively peaceful context on issues away from immediate threats um, because these are not th- this is not seen as an immediate threat may provide that environment.
0: Roland Henwood, thank you so much. Political analyst and commentator at the University of Pretoria.